I think that being part of those organizations at Miami taught me that relationships always matter. And I try to really impress upon the people that I um, meet through uh, through my work. When they ask me for advice, I always say, you know, relationships always matter. It's it's never too soon to start to network, and and you will find that 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 by the end of your career, the relationships you build will be some of the most valuable things that you've done. Hi guys, welcome back to Beyond High Street. Today we sit with a classmate of mine from Miami, Beth Harrington Stamos. Beth is a partner at the law firm Morgan Lewis in Chicago. She's known as one of the top commercial and class action litigators in Chicago and even the United States. Crane Chicago has named her a couple times Chicago's most influential woman lawyer on that list. Pretty impressive. On the podcast, she touches on the gender split in law and why now is the time, a great time to be a woman lawyer. Her competitiveness and her desire to win, that comes through. You can hear the passion in her voice and the power of relationships. She also gives some great tips for students and those coming into the workforce about thinking out of the box, being different, being clear in thought and communication. And my favorite, how to distill complex issues into a simple index card. How do you explain something really complicated in just two or three sentences. But we started the pod asking the simple question, of course, how does a Miami double major in Spanish and poli-sci become a lawyer for life? With a, a major in poli-sci in Spanish, um, there's not a lot you, you can do. You can either <laughs> teach or you can go to law school. And, and, and I chose the, the latter. So, you know, I think I decided pretty early on at Miami that I was going to go to law school. I think I knew then I wanted to be a litigator, and you know, political science and Spanish seemed like uh, good majors to go right into law school with. So that's what I decided to do. What, what was the litigation part of law that interested you in college? You know, for some reason, it, everything about being a trial lawyer appealed to me. I've always been competitive. I love sports, and, and something about the fact that you could go before a judge or jury, you know, argue and win, just sort of really fit my personality well. I wanted to be up on my feet. I couldn't wait to get into courtroom. So, you know, when I was leaving Miami and I, I, I got a scholarship to U of I to go to law school, I knew going there that I wanted to be a litigator. So from the day I, I walked in, I had my eyes on graduating, top my class, and getting into a law firm so I could litigate. All right, I'm going to get to that that statement about always liking to win, wanting to win, <laughs> and, and then going against judge and jury, because I think that's really interesting from a personality trait. But go back one more thing on uh, the double major. Have you used Spanish in your business career? I have, but I'll tell you, I, I did a, a summer uh, in Mexico when I was at Miami, and at the time, my spoken Spanish was was pretty was pretty good. And by the time I graduated, I, I was fluent. And I don't use it day to day. I still am able to read Spanish, but one of my regrets is that I didn't keep up with the spoken Spanish as much as I should have. But it still does help to this day to to be able to read Spanish. Mm. All right, now let's go back to that personality trait of wanting to win. <laughs> is, still, is that trait still uh, front and center for you now? You know, it is. It is. And with, with my job, I, 
you know, at, at Morgan Lewis, it's a huge law firm. We we work with a lot of amazing companies, and, and part of my job is to help companies avoid disputes. So I work mostly with technology and e-commerce or retail companies, and, and I work with them and counsel them to avoid disputes. However, I, I also, though, am very ready to litigate their disputes. So I, I've tried over 22 cases around the country, and I, you know, while I while I like to help companies work through disputes amicably, work through issues, avoid litigation. If if we have to go into battle, I'm 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 definitely the the right commercial litigator. I, I don't like to back down from a fight, and the clients that I work with would tell you that. I'm almost always obsessively driven to win. So I think at the end of the day, that's probably what clients should want in a in a trial lawyer. But it, it just sort of fits my, my personality well. And, and, and I've been doing it 22 years, and I never get tired of, of trying a case. What, what are the other traits in there that make someone successful besides the the desire to win? What, what else, what's underneath that, that that makes you successful or others like you successful? You know, I think in order to be a really good advocate, I think you have to really have creative, um, non-formulaic thinking in defending a case. I think that uh, some of the best lawyers are, are really trying to think of new ways to get the result they want. And also, I think, you know, being very clear um, in, in, in thought and communication. One of the things I've noticed over my career is that, being clear and being able to distill very, very complex issues down to really three to five bullet points. And, and given the size of some of the disputes I've handled, that, that almost seems crazy. But I always say when I'm working with associates, if you can't tell me in three to five bullet points why we win, we're, we're not ready for trial. So, so in addition to just the, the obsession to want to win all the time, I think being creative, thinking outside the box, um, and also being very clear uh, about, about your thought and your communication. Um, those, are, those are things that I, I think that, that I, I try to always you know, excel at, and I, and I think I do. Um, and I guess the, maybe the final thing I'd say is in, in what I do, understanding client objectives. Sometimes um, clients, you know, want me to just focus on winning, and they want at all costs to to win a big dispute. But sometimes a client will come and say, you know, look, this is a dispute with a business partner. While we want you to win, you know, we don't want you to take the gloves off. We want you to try to work towards possibly resolving it short short of of trial. So I think that while, you know, the the trial lawyer in me always just wants to, you know, kind of go full steam ahead, I always check in regularly with clients to say, look, is this still where we're going? Because once you head into trial, it it can be expensive. Um, and you know you, you you will get a result, but sometimes in a business situation, you may want to pull back and resolve it short of litigation. Hmm. So, and, and those three to five bullet points to distill this, the information down to make it clear and concise. How, how did you develop? Where did you develop that skill to do that? Or where does one develop that skill to do that? I think it's difficult for young associates. I, I think really experience drives that. When you've been at a, you know, several jury trials, you start to understand that, particularly in a jury trial situation, the jury doesn't know anything about you or your client. They, they don't know much about law, perhaps. And 
what they really want to hear is they want to hear a story. And they want to hear the same story over and over and over again. And if you've got three to five points, if the jury knows that every time you stand up, that that you your next witness is also going to further demonstrate one of those themes by the very end of of your defense you know you'll you'll see in some of the juror comments like well there are three themes were obviously 1 2 and 3 so how you develop you know that that sort of style is i think really from years of experience if you're too if you're too all over the place in front of even a judge or a jury your 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 themes are going to get lost and, and you probably are going to lose hmm. Those 22 cases, do they take, is that a week? Is that a month? Is that two years? Is that sitting at home in the office in Chicago? Or are you in some hotel for six months in some other part of the country? You know, it's a great question, but it really is all over the map. I've had trials that last well over a month. I, I did a jury trial in San Antonio, Texas, in federal court, where I was uh, gone uh, living out of a hotel for six weeks. Mm. Uh, I've done other cases. Uh, I've tried a jury trial in Cook County, Illinois, uh, and it was two weeks, uh, and I, I was home every night and working out of a war room in Chicago. So it, it really can be um, different depending on the disputes. Some can be as short as you know three or five days. So it really matters about, you know, what's at issue. Um, trials can take, you know, lots and lots of months, um, but most often it can be done in an, under a month. It should be able to be, but it, it runs the gamut. How long ago was the six weeks in a hotel trial? Well, that was quite a while ago. The six weeks in a hotel was, uh, I, have, I have two sons, and my, my oldest son was less than a year old. So it was about about nine years ago that I was living out of a hotel down there. And it was, uh, uh, we, we eventually won the case, so that, w- that was positive. But that was a, that was a tough time to be, to be away for six weeks. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so l- let's talk about some of these honors. 2017 and 18, Crane Chicago <laughs> Top Chicago most influential women woman lawyer, awesome. But l- talk about that peer group. I mean, you talk about being in a competitive environment and a competitive person. Are the women that uh, the peers of yours that are on that list are those? Are they role models? Are they peers? Is there is that a group that you interact with, or are those women that on a daily basis you're competing with, or both? Uh, mostly their peers yeah. um, at this stage of my career. Mostly their peers, and the others on on the list. Um, all of us were nominated by someone sort of outside our organization. So you know, somebody you interacted with. It could be part of a, a legal organization. It could be a client. It could be a judge. Somebody has, has nominated you for it. Uh, but other other women on that list uh, aren't necessarily litigators. Mm. Uh, they may they may be in house. Lawyers, they may be corporate lawyers, tax lawyers, and uh, there there were some litigators, but by and large, they they were all over, you know, different areas of the law. I I think that this wasn't true when I first got out of law school, but I really think that now is a really good time to be uh, a female lawyer, in particular a, a female trial lawyer. Um, it wasn't always that way, but I think that you're seeing so many more women in law uh, than certainly when I was an associate, and I think that it's nice to have a, a much broader network of women that sort of all sort of work together 
and know each other and our network. And you know, Chicago is, of course, a huge legal market, but it's not. It, it becomes small after a while. You, you, you tend to know. I tend to know a lot of the trial lawyers that I see time and time again in court, and I also see a lot of the other women that are sort of at the top of their practices. Why? Why is now a good time? to be that female trial lawyer versus five years ago or 10 years ago? What's changed or why, why would you say it's a good time now? Well, I think uh, for several reasons. I think that clients are, are really emphasizing the fact that they, they do want women part of their trial team. Um, and I think that, that that's a very positive thing because um, younger women in particular now are getting more and more experience. I, I was fortunate at the firm I was at growing up that I had a couple of uh, partners that I worked with who always knew I wanted to go to trial. So I, I got great trial spirit experience early on. But a lot of things we were seeing were that women were coming up, up to the time of partnership promotion and they weren't getting in the courtroom. Mm. So I think that's changed a lot. I certainly make an effort, you know, to, to get women in court and get them, you know, experienced just as much as I do the, you know, the, the, the male associates I, I work with. I think that there's also, for, for women with technology, there's a lot more flexibility. You know, the chairwoman of our firm, we have a woman as a, a chair, she always says that that being uh, a lawyer at a big law firm is, uh, is a very uh, flexible job. And, and when you first hear that, you think, my gosh, you, you know, we work all the time, we're always on, how can that be? But what she means by that is the technology has also enabled, you know, you to work from, from wherever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you are female and you have a very busy schedule, as, as we do at big law firms, you can, you know, be working from home uh, a lot of the time. You can be working remotely and, and be able to do the things that you want to do and still maintain a, a highly productive practice. So not to date you or I and think about the years <laughs> when we were in school together, but, yes. but, but close the eyes and, and think about going up and down High Street and your time there with your friends in school. What do you remember? What do you most remember about Miami? You know, I, I have to say, you know, the friends that I made at Miami, you know, they're, they're the ones I, I'm going to have my, my whole life. As you know, we've got our 25th reunion coming up in June, um, and I can I can't wait. But I, you know, I remember our 20th reunion five years ago, and it was the one of the best times. Uh, you know, in in recent years, I can remember we all of the the housemates that I lived with. We were all, oh, should we go? Should we not go? And we all decided to go, and it was fantastic. And, I, I mean, the class of 1994 from Miami was something special, or, or maybe that's something everyone from Miami says. Mm. I don't know about their class. <laughs> but I think that the friends I made at, at Miami were really um, were really fantastic. Um, another thing is just the, the, the campus, the setting, and just just the general environment of being in Miami. Of course, of course, it was fun. We look back on those years as, wow, those were some fantastic years. But I think that Miami not only, you know, taught me about great friendships, but it also taught me, you know, the value of, of hard work. And, you know, but there's also more to a successful career and than just pure academics. I think that Miami produces well-rounded people. I hired an associate at Morgan Lewis not too long ago, and right before the interview, I, I quickly looked at her resume, didn't even look where she went to undergrad. 
loved her at the interview and went back and and I looked and I said, well, of course, she went to Miami. <laughs> she was very well-rounded, very smart, very personable. And, and I think that, that Miami, uh, the experience there, I think also, for me anyway, helped me become a little more well-rounded in my career and as a person. And I, and I know you did some Yousef stuff back in school and I think we had Jay Livingston on the pot earlier who ran in those <laughs> circles too. Talks yes. about bringing Jay Leonard to campus back in our glory days. Uh, that, I remember that. That experiment, you talked a bit about outside of academics and well-rounded and starting to get a little bit of practical business experience or how to interact with people and teams. Is that what you remember too from Yousef? I do, I do. And, you know, when I was on campus, I had the opportunity to join a lot of student organizations, one of one of which I was on was Campus Activity Council. Now, Jay was on the concert board, which is highly coveted. <laughs> and I was actually on um, the, the Parents Weekend Committee. Another um, friend and I had been the chair of Parents Weekend for Campus Activity Council Parents Weekend. And also I was part of MUSEP and had a lot of opportunities there. I think that it it is really carried over into my career. It it allowed me to have some leadership roles while I was in college and and also to to further network with people that I might not have otherwise known on campus. So, you know, to this day, I don't just practice law. I I, I do get involved in a lot of legal organizations and and network. And I, I think that, you know, being part of those organizations at Miami taught me that relationships always matter. And I try to really impress upon the people that I um, meet through uh, through my work. When they ask me for advice, I always say, you know, relationships always matter. It's it's never too soon to start to network, and and you will find that 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 by the end of your career, the relationships you build will be some of the most valuable things that you've done. Yeah, I was the next question I was going to ask you was the the tips for the the college freshman and also the the kid that's going to be walking out of Oxford in three months. And you, you certainly touched on one piece of that as it relates to relationships matter and the importance of networking. And what else? What else? When you if you walked onto campus right now and you had a classroom in front of you with their computers or their iPads typing or poking their fingers at it. What's what's the other tip that you tell them to take advantage of during these four years? Well, I would say to those that are, are getting ready to walk out in a, in, a, in a few months that, you know, again, that the, the huge value of networking, uh, you know, you get, get away from your iPad, <laughs> your iPod, and, and, you know, and texting people because, you know, relationships definitely matter. And it's, I would tell them it's critical to form relationships from your very first job. You know, some of the relationships I cultivated from the time I was in law school or as a first-year associate were some of the most valuable relationships I had, and, and I have to this date. And, you know, from, from clients to colleagues, judges, opposing counsel, I mean, in my world, those are additional potential relationships, you know, from which I can really learn. And if if I were to give them advice, I, I you know, I certainly wish somebody would have told me to focus even more on networking as a young associate. Um, it's a long career, and you have to build relationships beyond just texting. A couple of other things I would tell them is you're going to have to work incredibly hard and ask for what you want. I think that I see some some young associates now that, that come and work at our law firm 
are surprised how hard they're going to have to work. And I think, you know, if you've uh, read the recent book, I think um, that, that came out, the name of it is Grit, and by Angela Duckworth, and it talks about, you know, the, the, the working hard is the number one indicator of how well people are going to do. And I think that no matter what career you go into when you leave Miami, you have to be ready to work hard. And, and then I guess the, the final thing is, is, I guess I'd say don't don't stop being you. You know, if people come out of Miami, and I think by and large have just the experience that you and I had that was so great, and and they they learned how to have fun, right? If they didn't already know how, so they they had a a, a great time. They met a lot of great people, and I see some lawyers come into their career and they put their heads down and sort of stop doing things that make them who they are. And what I mean by that is, you know, don't ignore your family and friends to the exclusion, you know, excluding them in favor of work. You know, continue to, if you like to exercise, exercise, you know, cultivate interests outside of your career uh, because at the end of the day, um, you're going to be more successful if you are a happy and healthy person. So I guess I would advise those Miami grads, you know, don't don't lose sight of, of, of all the things that are important in addition to your career. Thank you, Beth. Thanks for taking a few minutes out of your day to do the pod. Uh, Great tips and wisdom. It's incredible how articulate and clear her thought is. All can learn a bit from listening to Beth. I did. I hope everyone enjoyed the podcast. I hope everyone enjoys Beyond High Street. Please share with friends and colleagues. See you all at Skippers real soon. Take care. Take care.